Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. Wine, conversation and smooth, smooth jazz. <laughs> Did you just make that up or have you I been I thought practicing? of it the other day and wrote it down and thought that would be a funny way to start a podcast. <laughs> <Hello>. <laughs> we don't, I don't even drink wine. We all have conversations. <laughs> or listen to smooth, smooth jazz. Not the smooth, I don't really like the smooth kind of jazz. Uh, my name's Michael Forrest. And I'm Ivanka Magic. And this is really a podcast about... This is a podcast in which we discuss things of importance. Things that matter, things that you don't want to think about, but you should think about. And it also helps us figure out what we think about things. And this week, we're going to figure out what we think about the concept of respect. Respect. Um, um, in res- what way, Michael? Well, I don't know. Respect oh. for other people, respect for yourself, authority, respect for this podcast and its audience. The sort of respect between peers, I guess, and, um, you know, the respect of an artist for their audience, things like that. I think it's quite interesting. Mutual respect. Respect is an interesting concept, I think. Uh, we often push down people's throats as a thing that they must have when actually, possibly, it should be earned. Discuss. Well, uh, earning respect. Earning respect. Earning and losing and, yeah, changing in levels of respect. I'm sure that's uh, open to something. Let's, uh, let's get into it. How are you doing, Ivanka? I am very tired. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Which bodes well. You're kind of on holiday, though. I'm sort of on holiday, but not really. So, so I'm in, in my second home. <laughs> <laughs> Me with my first world problems. I am in Sutivan, Croatia. I arrived here, we arrived here on Monday night, having driven across Europe. It's now Friday. We drove across, across many countries in Europe which I really enjoy, and uh, it was a very smooth, happy journey, but it is a little bit tiring just mm. driving for three days uh, or travelling is, is sort of weirdly tiring. I'm mm. not entirely sure why. Do you know, I checked, do you know, um, Sharon and I kind of, like, we're talking about maybe going to, Ber- like, living in Berlin, and and, and in our yeah. heads it was like, well, that's because it's sort of closer to Milan where her parents are as well, but then I actually looked on a map yesterday and it's like... It's, if anything, further than London. <laughs> Berlin is further than London from Milan, which says Europe's quite big, isn't it? Germany's very big. Germany's very big. But, I mean, we drove, we were driving through, we, it went a, a different route this time. I mean, there are, a pro, it take, it's approximately 1,300 miles from Brighton to Sutivan, one way or the other, give or take. But there are some variations you can take, and we decided to avoid the French, the payages the paid for motorways in the France in the France and we went via Belgium and Brussels and we worked out that it takes about the same amount of time to drive to Brussels from Brighton as it does to get to Derbyshire where Nick's parents live so um, Mm. you know even that included the Eurotunnel went on the Eurotunnel this time Mm. which I tend to favour a ferry but uh, but we enjoyed it. this time. It was smooth. But anyway, these are not the core bits no. of my conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> Why are you so tired? <laughs> these are my stories. Traveling. So my stories traveling. But then we arrived, and I'd ordered. We've upcycled. So this house that we bought was full of old furniture, and we have upcycled and recycled and, and reused as much as physically possible. But we were short some beds, so I mm-hmm. ordered some IKEA beds that every visitor has refused to put together, <laughs> as far <laughs> as I can tell. But Somebody at some point had unpacked these two beds and mixed up all the pieces. <laughs> How many visitors are you getting in your second well, home? I like to share the house. So, you know, who with? Just everybody. Strangers? The builder who did the work, he brought his family <laughs> really? over there the long weekend here. My sister, okay. my brother, everybody. I mean, if you're going to have my cousins, if you're going to have a seaside house, you might as well let people come and stay in it. Anyway, oh, okay. so I had two IKEA bits, beds, all of which had drawers underneath them and were quite complicated and somebody had mixed up all the pieces (laughs) 
So I had a giant puzzle to do for two days. <laughs> okay. <laughs> before was, you could sleep. Before I could, well, before I knew, because my mother's, one of my mother's friends was coming to visit, so she needed a bed. So it's been very bed Ikea related. I was thinking how the German Autobahn is a good metaphor for libertarianism. Okay. Because of the unlimited speed of travel. Yeah. And how terrifying it is when, <laughs> when people with powerful cars drive really, really fast and you've just got to get the out of their way because they have no there's none of this like oh there's a car that's just reason of a reasonable speed driving ahead of me no they drive up they turn up you know 200 kilometers an hour right behind you <laughs> indicating flashing their lights get ahead, get out of my way then i've been reading this interest of rereading this book called writing down the bones do you know it Nope. it's kind of a how to get writing or it's an encouragement to write but okay. it, it, it encompasses lots of Buddhist philosophy in it. It's a, a very enjoyable read, and I thought of you while I was reading it in the context of art and making things and yeah. the fact that she talks about... And I think the context of this podcast, for me, uh, she has this metaphor, really, which talks about composting. <laughs> so you know how you, know, you, you sort of fill your brain with things and then it, sort of ne it needs to be there for a bit and it needs to be examined from different angles before good ideas pop out. Mm. But she talks about it in the context of composting and mulling things over and turning over your your the food that you've put inside your brain so all the experiences right. you have the things you read and in the context of writing not that I'm a writer or anything I just mm. fine like, like reading things but um she talks about having a practice of of spending time writing every day with no expectation yeah, yeah. on quality except for the fact that she's specifically talking about improving your writing skills so therefore mm. talks about uh choosing a topic rather than that stream of consciousness writing, which is what right. the, the sort of artist way journal yeah. journaling thing talks about. Uh, and so, but I thought actually in a weird way, by doing our weekly podcast, I see this very much as my, my sort of composting day. I'm forced to, to think about things in a way that perhaps I wouldn't if I hadn't created this weekly Yes. Slice schedule. of time in my life where I have yeah. to actually have come to some conclusions about... about think of things to say. Think of things to say. One of the things this woman uh, was talking about as well is like, you know, the difference between somebody... There is this whole thing, like difference between somebody who, go, who wants to write and is a writer is that they actually write things down instead of thinking about what they're going <laughs> to write down. <laughs> it's like, um, which I think is the... I was talking about my, uh, my yeah, that writing book a few weeks ago, a few months yeah, yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it was to do with screenplays and what stalled me out was like, okay, write a big list of things you just really want to see on screen. And I thought I had loads of those stored up and I realised I didn't really have anything interesting <laughs> at all stored up. I was very disappointed in myself. I thought, oh, okay, well, I guess well, I need to sort of like build up some fuel for that otherwise you know who cares well this is one of the things she talks about is the fact that ideas you have when you're walking around sitting down to write and trying to remember what you thought of when you were walking around is not the activity mm. you've got to forget that you've got to sit down and start writing what you think of now not trying mm -hmm. to remember some random thought that existed in a moment that's where the sort of buddhism bit comes into it it's a bit sort of flowing through you not of you type uh, philosophy but um so michael forrest how was your week we uh hid indoors for a couple of days while notting hill carnival was on because we're right on the edge of where that all goes off but yeah pretty uneventful from where we were um the main thing this week was last night i i i released a new app called Just Calories, which Did is a you? calorie counting app where you just don't even say what the food was. You just say whether it was good or bad and uh, how much it was. And the idea being that you just keep it up. So I, it's, it, was, it was a little idea and it was something I wanted. And then I just thought, well, I might as well make this a real app and then ended up spending way longer than it, on it than I was planning to. But as of yesterday, I, well, I submitted it yesterday. It was reviewed and accepted overnight and it's in the app store now so if you want to try out my app it's on 99 cents or pence for the first month so um 
just you know I'm going to link that. This is more of a well. I guess if 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 I have actually managed to make something in a week, then I'm just going to. I think you're allowed it, to plug I? it. Yeah, yeah. I think you're allowed to plug an app that you made. <laughs> so it's sort of it now means I've got sort of three good self-tracking type apps so one's a happiness tracking app another one's a daily task daily habit tracker and now I've got this calorie counting thing so I think that that as a sort of trio of apps I think that's quite a good quite good suite to have and that's what we're going to promote a tech fair we're going to do in October as well also yeah yeah I don't know you know I had this thing of trying to watch this Steven Spielberg's uh Ready Player One which is kind of it's basically a big, expensive virtual reality film um, where all everyone's sort of in this big game universe. But it's so... Like, I was sitting there watching it and Sharon was doing something else and we were sitting there together and I was realising that, you know, usually when you watch a film together, there's a sort of shared experience element of it that you want the other person to be paying attention because you sort of want to refer back to that later and, you know, you sort of, you're going to have your little things that you reference in future. But I noticed I wasn't really kind of nudging her very much to look at anything because it was nearly entirely made up of references to other things so without really bringing very much very many of its own things so it's all like oh he rides around in a DeLorean and another one's got an Akira motorbike and and there's uh, an Iron Giant and there's there's all this kind of like pop culture reference like 80s pop culture stuff um but there was really there was no shared experience in it because we were there was didn't seem to be very much novel anything novel in it so it's, it's a weird weird effect i've not even heard of it but i, I, I think <laughs> steven spielberg directed just enough of it to, for it to have spielberg written on it but it's um it is kind of nonsense really i mean it still got to the end of it <laughs> really? of, it was it was quite nice to watch yesterday just with the sound down and just like in the background but as a as a kind of foreground film bit pointless but yeah pretty much just been hammering away at the little bits and pieces and and slowly winning managed to get my bank account connected as well to clear books (laughs) congratulations Let's talk about respect. A mutual friend of ours who's an artist, a painter type artist, who mm. uh, I've known since who I was be? quite a young lass. So mm. uh, 12, 13, he was friends with my father. A number of years later, let's say when I was in my 20s, we've often had, we've had some good rows occasionally. And uh, mm. he phoned me up one day and was yelling at me about something and I yelled back. And he said, he talked to me and he said, you should show more respect. And I was like, respect needs to be earned. And then he went, you're mm. nothing but a Balkan witch. Because <laughs> I laughed at him. And then, uh, so that was the original name of my blog, Balkan mm. Witch. There you go. Should respect <laughs> be earned then? What if, it's, I mean, well, I there's know. something to be said for kind of starting out. Like, I mean, giving some, yeah, I mean, sh- I, you shouldn't start off from zero though right when you meet no, someone no but but like, i think <laughs> there's there's a difference between manners and politeness and respect mm. right so for example i will if there is somebody older than me particularly an old person i might offer to carry their bag i might offer them a seat i might do various things like that and all i'm really respecting is their age that doesn't really mm. mean i want to hear their opinions about politics or mm anything else but i respect the fact that their body might ache and they may need a seat more than me or something like that i mean my father on the on the long list of sayings from my father there's also this uh even a calf if it went to university would leave a bull and you know implication being that you know you know just because years have passed doesn't mean you've learned anything Mm. uh so i think age alone does not earn you Respect. So what does it take to earn respect then? If not uh, age? 
Well, I think it's mutual. I mean, if you if you're you need to if I'm to respect your opinion, you must respect mine. Or at least respect my time in telling. I don't know. It's very difficult respect. I find I have no respect for authority. (laughs) It's like Mm. a long. It's been a long-standing problem of mine or strength. I don't know where I'm just not very good with. You know, having respect thrown thrust upon me. You know, like you know, you will respect my authority type thing. Though Mm. I I expect respect. Uh, it's a it's a tricky area for me. Respect is. Mm. How do I, I mean? Think, how how do you earn respect? Do you care? I, I don't know. Like you, because I I think about people that I respect. That I can like I can respect someone without necessarily liking what they do as well. Absolutely, yeah. I can sort of respect the work ethic. I can respect that they have a pers- you know a certain vision. Respect is a word sort of thrown at you when you're a kid, isn't it? Or, mm. or as you go through school, you're supposed to respect your teachers and respect these. And but that assumes that you're you're not allowed to question them. And I think I can be very polite. And maybe that is respect. I don't know what the definition of respect is. I think in my in my head, respect when it's thrown at me is that I must listen to somebody's opinion and accept it. Does it mean accept? Yeah, I don't know. There's something about accepting something or doing as you're told or I don't know. Because I, I think I do have this... I've always, from when I was very little, had this that's not fair thing in my personality like you know a teacher tells me to do something that I don't consider to be a good idea (laughs) and Mm. you know or I think is nasty or rude I think I associate respect with just politeness the dictionary oh go on (laughs) help me out in a low point for a podcast podcast. (laughs) I'm referring to it but the dictionary uh, I'm looking at vocabulary.com because it was the first one that came up but it said um to think highly of Oh, to think highly. Or uh, regard highly or think much of, which, that, I mean, that's, that's asking a lot, isn't it? Like, it's teachers, really. you must think highly of me. Right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I wouldn't, I, I certainly was brought up not to shout at my teachers or, or be rude, or, you know, I, I respected the sitting in class type, the rules. But I was always allowed to question them, especially, but maybe schools, because then you get in the workplace and then you have a different sort of, you know, you're like this sort of manager expecting. I think I don't expect respect from other people. I feel mm. like I'm supposed. I I need to, in some way, show that I'm worthy of it. There's um there's uh, so so the sort of respectful way of you know challenging someone's opinion versus the disrespectful way. I suppose, like if you respect them, you're going to say okay. I appreciate where you're coming from, and I, I this is coming from a a, a, a valid place. Um, but here's what I think, and you're, you're sort of trying to kind of add to their base of knowledge. Whereas if you sort of question someone when that you you don't really feel respect for, it's more like you just it's like you're wasting my time because you haven't done your due diligence. You don't really know what you're talking about you're not really qualified to do this it's sort of it, it turns into that so yeah that, I mean yeah I think yeah I think it is difficult when you're um if you're if I've put time in to form an opinion or to learn something or become good at it then when somebody who hasn't put in that time and effort decides that they're going to you know dismiss my thoughts I find that almost impossible to deal with. And I think I am used to, and I think there is a gender thing for me in a workplace, for yeah. example. There is a thing where I uh, often men, particularly older men, will talk down to me, which then makes mm. me go go for them because I don't see why I should tolerate it. If you if you see what you know, I, it, and it's not yeah, even yeah, yeah. that assumes that I've thought about it. I don't think I do. I think I just go right. You know, attack is the <laughs> best defense. Boom! No, you can't talk to me like that. So, you know, if I thought about it, there's a few times. There's one particular time that 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 comes to mind where I, you know, I really should have shut up. I 
disagreed with somebody who I often disagreed with, who was in a position of authority, but there was one time when we were overheard. So I actually walked mm-hmm. up to him in an open plan office and went, you know, what the fuck was that? What did you just do? <laughs> but mm-hmm. I spoke to him like that. And he then ran mm-hmm. with me like we normally would, which behind yeah. closed doors was fine. You know, grab a meeting room, have a frank and open conversation. But when mm-hmm. it was in an open plan office and we were overheard and then it was commented on, his mm-hmm. ego took a hit. Yeah. That he, that then took me months to recover from because oh I'd, I'd undermined him. And, you know, as the boss person, this is where I struggle with the respect thing. It's like, as the boss person, do I just blindly do what you asked me to do? Or did you hire me for my skills and therefore it's my job? It would be disrespectful of me not to question what you're asking me to do. And I mm. think it's the latter. If you've hired me with my CV, with my experience, with my skills, and you expect me to simply execute your wishes, that's disrespectful to me. And if I just follow it, I'm actually not giving you your money's worth. I'm disrespecting you. I think that's Mm. how it works in my head. If you are, if you have sort of put a put a company together and you're kind of running it and you're dealing you've got a lot of things to think about and deal with you're going to feel a bit upset if people don't give you a certain amount of respect because it sort of means that they don't really understand how much you put into it and I think that's the same as parents and children it's like children don't really understand how much demand they're placing on their parents do they no so that's what the respect needs to be for so it's like you well you don't no, you don't understand yet that this doesn't all just happen. Like, I have to go and work. I have to earn this money, everything that I do. I have to kind of try and get right. Like, you can't just kind of be completely dismissive of me as a person because I've, well, as a parent, not that, you know, I am one. Um, That's that's kind of, that's where that comes from, isn't it? It's like, I have a lot of responsibilities and I'm looking after you. So please show me some gratitude for that. So I agree with you on your parent analogy because having a child, one of the first things it made me do was realise I was respect my mother more. <laughs> I was like, mm. well done. <laughs> it's not a... And then, so there is that element, but also thinking when I've been in management positions, and I think broadly I've, I try to hire people who's, who I, whose skills I respect, so therefore I do listen mm. to what they have to say. Uh, but sometimes in the manager reposition, you have to make a decision. Somebody has to make a decision and that's what your job is. And yes. sometimes, I mean, you and I have had significant disagreements at work where it's like, well, in the end, I did have to resort to that. Look, because I say, because I have asked you to please, you know, it's like, a, yes, it doesn't t- entirely make sense. But there's other things that I'm having to deal with that you don't know, blah, blah. And then having to explain yourself all the time is quite difficult as well. Because I think the authority is a shortcut to having to explain yourself. Or explain yourself and or, yeah, persuade someone to do something. Yeah, Yeah, but but it's also tiring having to explain. You know, there is a bit of like, come on. (laughs) Like, do I have to, you know, if we're, we're, I just want us to make a cake, do I have to explain to you why we're making the cake and why we're just in this cake? Let's just make the cake. And so I think there's a bit of a... Sometimes having to explain yourself takes time and energy that is not the time and energy. You'd rather put the time and energy into your idea or the things you want to make. Um, so, I, you know, I can understand, I can be sympathetic in the work environment, but, you know, to the sort of boss person, there's no need to be rude and hurtful. Different people have a different baseline of how much there's their sort of minimum amount of respect I think mine's quite I think probably mine's a bit low like if I if I kind of lose respect for someone I'm just like just don't even talk to me um which isn't very sustainable in workplace environments (laughs) and it often happens but I think someone like other people would give people respect for you know being alive feeding yeah, themselves yeah. <laughs> I don't know like yeah, don't, I mean I, I respect you up to a point but you know I'm, I'm kind of like what the cutoff point 
I kind of should probably still be respecting people for all the things they are doing instead of just kind of going, nah, it's done. Yeah. You, um, you're lazy. Can't be bothered. Yeah, I, I do have a similar, what I consider to be a negative personality trait, which is that I don't tend to view it as respect, but let's say there's some base values that are, as far as I'm concerned, completely different. So like, you know, if you've been working in a team and one person just isn't pulling their weight or or they say something, I can, it, it tends to be more value-based. So I find out that they are, um, I don't know, pro-war was my, I just can't okay. talk to them after that. I'm like, well, I'm sorry. I just don't know. I don't know what to say. I'm never ever sure if that's of any use to me as a personality trait. I don't know. I think mm. it's not. You know, I try and battle against it. That's sort of like, whoa, we're so different. I don't understand how we can be friends. Yeah, then- I think. Um, I think no. I think it's something that causes me problems. And just now talking about it, it's like, well, maybe I can, I can give people respect for normal stuff. I don't only have to respect people for the, their special powers. Um, <laughs> then maybe I'd get on with a lot more people. I think uh, what you said, like respect people for things that they are rather than the things that rather than disrespecting them for the things that they're not. So, you know, sort of like a, a, a counting your blessings activity, but for mm, other persons, instead of going, right, I'm, I'm very lucky, I'm healthy, I've got a child, I've got a husband, blah, 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 doing my counting mm. my blessings, maybe count the positives instead of be focusing on the negatives about people. Might yeah. be helpful. I don't know. There's all sorts of things wrapped up in this authority business that I think are not healthy um and again i'm conflating authority and respect but i remember talking to somebody about tony blair and i was going yeah he's a war criminal you know needs to be traipsed up in front of the hague and judged and they were like yes but but you you can't say that about our prime minister he's the prime minister (laughs) i was like he can go and (laughs) he works for me (laughs) you know respect needs to be properly placed and I think this idea that somebody in authority is worthy of respect is conflating two things even with your parents you know yes absolutely love them and respect them for all the work they've done for you but some of the things our parents tell us are wrong (laughs) you know they are they are outmoded they're outdated they are not appropriate to us that doesn't mean you've got to dismiss them everything they ever did but you know put it in context you know what they're Mm. there's loads of stuff that Mm. my mum used to do the way she raised us that just we know now are not the best way or it's not the current thinking on child rearing Mm. or whatever I have a lot of respect for my mum she's she's cool (laughs) there is a but again I, I think I'm bringing sort of manners into it and what you can say so for example Theresa May we can respect her for you know being driven enough rising to the position of being a prime minister and that deserves respect and being the only one to actually step up and have a go yeah yeah, exactly she's actually being quite the grown-up at the moment um but but at the same time a lot of the things that she does the way she goes about it you know it's like well um, no. <laughs> I don't think I, I disrespect her. I just don't agree with her policies. I think she's wrong. I think she's, I think yeah. she's like, <laughs> like, But again, I don't think... And I'm thinking as well, the work environments of people that I... I'm thinking about people that I'm still friends with, I still talk to, I still look forward to working with. They are the people that in a work context have earned my respect and that respect remains and it's mm. there and... I, you know, I sort of, I don't hear from them for a while and I hear from them and I'm, I'm excited to hear from them because I think something interesting is going to happen and I'm going to have an interesting conversation, blah, blah, blah. But I think, but those are people generally that have shown me some respect professionally. Mm. I think I find it very hard where people, um, I'm trying to think of specific examples, but like the most banal example is when I used to fix tellies and videos in when I was at university, that was my Saturday job. Mm. And I turned up to this one person's house and he just looked at me and went, 
you're not a man. <laughs> I was like, no, you are absolutely right. I am not. <laughs> it's like, you know, when people, I've had lecturers at university speak, we were doing a team project and one of them spoke to another of the, but I was electronic engineering, so it was a, a man on my team. And I went, oh, she's quite good. Why do you say it with surprise? You know, that's the thing that, I think most irritates me. So I think I have got this little bit, well, I've got a chip on my shoulder for sure, mm. or maybe it's got smaller, but it's like, I'm not showing anyone respect until they show me, you know, it's a bit of a, mm. I'm, I'm expecting no respect. People in the work environment often applaud me for saying something in a meeting in front of somebody in a position of authority that no one else dared say. Mm. And I don't see that and I joke and I say, you know, I say, well, they need to understand that I have no respect for authority, which is not strictly true. But I just can't be sitting by and listening to nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> a goal of mine for a long time when I was younger as an yeah. artist was not necessarily to be famous or rich from it but my goal was to be respected by my peers by other artists by other musicians and um i guess I, and i think i've i've achieved that like quite a while ago now i sort of feel like the people i respect respect what i'm doing and almost it's like i'm trying to kind of find people at a sort of higher level that <laughs> to try and make them respect what i'm doing or just to try and kind of get my skills up to a level that they can respect what I'm doing. Um, but yeah, respect as a sort of goal. When I guess when you start when you start something new, when you try it something new, you're you're not going to really garner any respect for a while because you have to you have to work very hard to to earn it. Just in in terms of a, developing a craft. But then you can certainly be respected for working hard. Yes. And I, I think finding the peers that you wish to judge you and you wish to be respected by is quite an interesting activity as well. Yeah. You know, like that whole, one of the things that, and I think this is often talked about with um, sort of gender differences in the workplace of women having to prove themselves more or being mm. caring more about what other people think of them. Um I think being more selective about who you want to think well of you mm. is either maybe it's age, maybe gender. I don't know, but I, I mean, I've I've become better at being more discerning of. Um, but you know, one of the reasons that interview thing. Do you remember I told you that story of walking into an interview and being interviewed as though I was a junior when mm. I wasn't. Um, I think re ultimately what really upset me about that was not that they didn't like me or didn't want to work with me. It was that they didn't show the skills I had. I wanted them to have a good opinion of my skills, even if they didn't like me. Hmm. And I had nothing to judge their skills on. You know, one could argue that their hmm. interview skills and their approach to hiring and all these things didn't warrant the respect so therefore you know doing you know you can flip these things and sort of go mm. why should I care what they think but I do care so therefore and I think do you wanna... yeah and I think that there's definitely women definitely have to work harder to be respected in the workplace I don't think there's any doubt about that is there no. and that's controversial and I probably you know checking my privilege I I'm probably I probably vastly underestimate how much automatic respect I get for just being white and having a beard you know <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like immediate just respect me look I've got this little beard thing <laughs> like <laughs> that's why I'm looking forward to having more grey hairs you see right it's like come on people look <laughs> it's kind of um yeah it's like uh but I, you know i've constantly got this conflict of wanting to be look older to be respected in the workplace but look younger to be respected as a musician yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> stupid well not well, that i really respect anyone because they're young that's madness but it's sort of like it's such it's always the conversation when it comes to 
artists. It's always, and they're only 17. Yeah, it's just always the first yeah. thing people say. It's, no, but that's the true. That's the, um, that's true of so many things. Like, oh, they did it and they were only this young and they were only this. And it's always yeah. a, it's like, oh, he's only 39 and he's the CEO of this and he's done that and he's yeah. done that. I'm like, well, you know, he hasn't lived my life. Yeah. It's sort of like, yeah. I've always wondered whether at some age people would start listening to my sage advice and it, in a way that requires less proving I know what I'm talking <laughs> so about. Accept what you say without. Just, I respect my authority. <laughs> It seems like a lot of very popular things don't have a lot of respect for their audience. Like what? I don't know, like X Factor. I don't, not that I watch X Factor or big. Do, do you not feel like um, there's this phenomenon of like massively oversimplifying stuff for kind of mass appeal? Well, yeah. So, well, I mean, we've di- we have discussed this, the sort of like the the acceptance of ignorance as being a bonus. Um, the acceptance, mm. you know, like being a suddenly being ignorant is not frowned upon and something that you should rectify, but rather mm. something that we laugh at. You get money, and then you get to be you get to be famous for being ignorant. I don't, I'm not sure that respect comes into something like X Factor anywhere. Like the fact, that, I mean, the thing that makes it unwatchable for me are the things like the fact that they, you know, they have these people that they laugh at that that can't sing and then they you know it, i i i just yeah, don't like part that. of the entertainment and there's, a, there's a lot of entertainment like, also just like i tried to start i clicked on something on the apple tv yesterday to watch and it was on the sort of channel four app and then it said advert one of six and i was like nope <laughs> you, this is not worth my time at this point i just it was big brother i was like okay let's see who's on celebrity big brother no, not I'm not sitting through six adverts to then fast forward through this thing to see who's on it. Uh, sorry, my time, you're just not... It's like people don't have respect for their own time or their life or their existence when they'll just sit through advert after advert <laughs> that they've seen 80 times already. It's, it's, that's, that's a sorry state of affairs. Sometimes I think I kind of want to shake people and go, you're... Turn this off. <laughs> this is so disrespectful to you. And don't accept this as a baseline of your experience because you're pissing your life away. Well, there is definitely that sort of the I yeah. And <laughs> I think there's something as well about your respecting your surroundings and your environment, about sort of the noise and the that you're that you met like they they're yeah. just like it's some of this TV stuff and it's just like pollution. Mm. But it's just, yeah, yeah. it's it's no better. There's nothing interesting in it. There's nothing to learn. It's mm. just hypnosis. <laughs> Here are five adverts for almost identical products. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks. That was useful. This is definitely a good use of my life. Or just, yeah, like people in the park, like there's a good another a good little Limmy uh, sketch where it's like, like someone like just people in the park that aren't respecting the fact that there are other people in the park, like yeah. through, like dancing about, putting some obnoxious music on, smoking, you know, doing all these things that are like, ah, come on. Um, there's that sort of, yeah, like righteous anger at people just being completely inconsiderate um, and just not respecting any. It's just, and it comes out like you have no respect for your surroundings or anything else that's going on. And, and it's at lots of different levels. It's somebody, I mean, I, when we talked about it earlier, I was thinking about, you know, the person that gets on the carriage on the train and then has a, has a conversation at full volume. Mm, like, or an onion sandwich. Oh yeah, or just something Ugh. that just felt like, oh, come on, just pause me. It's not because you, it's not allowed and it's not because of anything. It's just because it's just not nice for everybody else around mm-hmm. you or, you know, the people who ride their... But I was riding my bicycle once behind this woman who's... She was kind of riding in a oblivious bubble of obliviousness. Mm. <laughs> like... Like, you know, like, you know how many people, it's almost like a sketch where behind her things were crashing and she was just <laughs> riding along, totally oblivious to anything or Christ. anyone. And it's like, I just think, you know, I think that's disrespectful to other human beings and their lives. 
Like, Here's something that annoys me cycling. It's like, you, so there's someone ahead of you who's going slower than you. So you overtake them. But then there's like a traffic light. And then they like come on the outside of you <laughs> to go ahead of you again. And you're just like, why are you doing this? I'm just going to have to overtake you again because you're going slower than me. Do you not understand that you're going slower than I want to go? Like, and it's just like, it's just really annoying. And I, you know, I'd always kind of like go, okay, I think this guy's, you know, he's got all his full gear on his helmet. I think he's going to, he's going to be sort of shooting off. But if it's someone on a Boris bike and then they, they kind of get in front of you and it's like, why would you do this? Go behind me. <laughs> Take your turn. Know your place. <laughs> but, but you know, come on. Have some uh, awareness. <laughs> yeah, but we. Yeah, I think. I think when people talk about things like they use words like respect. It's an. It gets used too much as a word. I think. Does it? I think so because they talk about respecting your bodies and they talk about um. Just, just it's just used. I'm not saying that it shouldn't be be given but it's quite a special thing to give somebody what was that definition to have uh, like think highly of a, think highly of somebody mm. you know i think i think well of many people and my assumption with everybody is that they are going to be good at what they do and then you know i i i tend to my starting point because maybe because i'm an optimist or whatever is that okay let's have it you know, and so then respect it's... comes relative to your expectations to a certain. But just going back to my my audience thing again, I think like this renaissance of kind of amazing TV that's come out the last sort of you know fifteen twenty years is partly from instead of having no respect for the audience, having respect that the audience is going to remember stuff, something that someone did or said a few episodes ago without having to like restate it. Like um, that's, I think, led to much deeper and richer and more interesting content by, and I guess, yeah, we are, we, it's a decision. Okay. We're going to think highly of our audience instead of assuming they're all dribbling dullards and it just leads to better stuff. Yeah. I, I think one of the things I struggle with when, when, when I've been in America watching TV is the sort of the incessant breaks yeah. and then the recap. You know, yes, something yeah, that yeah. happened 10 minutes ago on this yes, thing. It's like, come it's on. Ridiculous. <laughs> I was there. I was right there. I was just there. Why? And then when you watch it without the adverts, and it's like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of why I couldn't quite get into Arrested Development initially because it just had that tone of the sort of shows yeah. that I just avoided so much. Uh, I, uh, I watched, we watched uh, Anthony Bourdain the other night and yeah. uh, that had so many, it was on Netflix, there were so many bits in it that were obviously where the ad would have been. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh. I think this sort of, aside from the holding in high esteem, there's this mm. sort of, I think, respecting people for who they are. Oh, but Anthony Bourdain made me think of this because he, okay. you know, his TV shows, he travelled the world. He was not laughing at anyone or mocking anyone. He approached it with an open mind. It's like, right, OK, this is what we're having, is it? OK, great. You know, mm -hmm. it's not. Uh, and I think uh, perhaps, you know, to move away from the dictionary definition of, of, of respect. Please. Is, <laughs> is just to sort of go. Yeah, you know, just because you're not like me doesn't mean you're bad or wrong, which I think is quite a nice way to approach life and mm, travel to and behave respectfully. So, yeah, just um, by default is a is a good way to be, isn't it? Absolutely, and I think I think, and this is where I think that that's my manners confusion. But it's like this mm. morning, I was doing my beach. My walk up and down the beach, beach picking up things. <laughs> like the number of cigarette butts that I picked up, <sighs> and you know, the some things you can understand, like a, a broken hair bobble fell out of somebody's okay. hair. Obviously, when they were swimming, you know, mm. you might not know that happened. You might not have found it. Uh, I've lost an earring on that beach. Uh, if mm. anyone finds it, <laughs> <laughs> it's gold and it's got a tiny little diamond. In. Anyway, mm. um, but. It's like, you know, okay, smoke, but you have to put your fag butts on the beach, really. Mm. You know, it's not there's a bin just above it. It's not it's not far to the bin. I saw the uh, the the guys in the the people in the bush at the carnival cleanup crew yesterday morning still going like rooting through all the bushes. People just you know, carnival days, it's just like 
bleh, everything everywhere. But yeah, I mean, in some ways, I'm sympathetic to those because Brighton obviously gets a beating on a you know sunny bank holiday and it gets mm. filled with rubbish and it's almost impossible to put out enough bins. And mm. if people were to take things, where are they going to take them to? Because all the bins just end yeah. up overflowing. So I can understand that there's this sort of unpredicted volume use that makes it impossible. But in a sleepy village, <laughs> like, there's really no excuse. And the, the, they've obviously put in quite a lot of effort here because even the wilder beaches have got, there are bins that get collected. So, you know, you're going off the asphalt, you're going further into beaches that are unkept, but they've mm. still got bins and then they're still covered in rubbish. President Donald Trump. <laughs> Is there is there anything about him you can respect? <laughs> and should we respect anything about him? Because, I mean, the one thing you can... Res- I mean, I don't even respect this, but the one thing you have to give him is that he's a very good at getting people's attention and saying the sorts of things that we'll, people will talk about. Uh, he's very good at being famous. If that's something to respect him for, is very much debatable. It's very, It's very difficult, I think. When we did briefly discuss that the, his tweet and my reply, I put effort into making sure that there was nothing overtly disrespectful or rude about the reply mm. that I gave. Because he's... But this is respect for authority, you know? Mm. Like, he is the President of the United States of America. And, in and the also same- the stage you're on is tens of hundreds of thousands of people you're in front of so it's not just between two people in a room it's no. you're on twitter on the internet and your thing's gone viral and you know yeah um, and I'm, I'm sure there's people who who read it who thought that i should have been more dis- you know that i should have been ruder that i should have been more aggressive me included you i was mean- like why is she being so respectful to this piece of <laughs> but but then I'm not sure that I've got, whilst there's been many viral tweets, I'm not sure how many of them got international press coverage. Mm. There was nothing unprintable. It was polite. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like it was news friendly. It was family friendly. It was, you know, it was a, and I, you know, even the use of the word may, (laughs) may I suggest, (laughs) I see that as a highly, what's the word, you know, tugging the forelock kind of choice of words. Submissive. Submissive. It's like, I am in a lower position than you, therefore I'm Subservient. Subservient, exactly. It's all those Uh, words that aren't really me. But by using that, that sort of says, yes, you're in a position that is higher than me, but by the way, (laughs) (laughs) you've got the power to influence policy to actually reverse climate change or at least stop it sorry not reverse we're beyond that but to stop it getting any worse and you're not going to use your power so i'm not i'm not dissing your position in society but mm. i am going to diss your your position on your your policy position uh, there was one definitely one woman who said you know i'm a trump supporter but i have to give you the fact that that was a very polite and respectful response um not that I'm sure she it may have put, and that was another thing. I wasn't just talking to him. I thought if I'm polite yeah. to him, then maybe instead of getting attacked, you know, which I did get a bit of, but not excessively, um, people might actually, you know, think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to change people's minds, and we talked about this on the day, like trying to, if you just sort of go in disrespectful, then you're not only disrespecting. Trump, you're disrespecting every single person that voted for him, that's all that yeah. still likes him. And then it's like, well, why should, then they're going to be like, well, why shouldn't, why should I listen to you when you have no respect for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and I also, I was like, do I go for, you know, I probably could have come up with some witty, <laughs> yeah, that would have made people I know and know me chuckle. But I think uh, that's not really what I was trying, I was trying to get no, it. It's not persuasive. It's not you persuasive. Know. You know, be, nobody likes... One of my friends at university used to say to me, it's like, nobody likes a smart ass." <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't the moment to just be a smart ass. I think people like a funny smart ass. Yeah, they do. But, but then they still... It's still like... If it's at someone's expense, then it's the wrong sort of... Uh, I know, I, wrong and sort of in humor. a way, it's like... 
you know, how clever is he? It's very how hard to tell. How educated is he? You know, is he is he playing a game? It's very hard to tell. Very hard to tell whether it's he's like he just plays the id. <laughs> he plays the ego. Uh, yeah. the, the super ego is is up for <laughs> debate. Is what's happening there? Yeah, what is going on? Um, so it's like. But in terms of respect, I mean, you kind of you have no choice but to give him a certain amount of respect. Yeah. And if you don't give people that voted for him a certain amount of respect, you have then no hope of ever getting into some You've... sort of communication conversation with them where you can change their minds. So I guess on that level, it comes back to, okay, well, I, I need to figure out how to respect you, even though you've voted for Trump. I think, it, you know, I've previously talked about the fact that if you've got nothing in common with somebody to start the conversation, then you've got nowhere to go. But I think actually showing somebody mutual respect is a starting point for conversation. Yes, the only way to, even if you just, yeah, finding a way to respect someone. Yeah. yeah if we work, if I, yeah. I personally, my advice to myself this week, work harder on finding ways that you do respect other people instead yeah. of sort of like uh, just dismissing them after the, 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 the higher level things that you don't respect. Um, yeah. And I said to, I realised I had a sort of stoned realisation a few years ago, which was um, I love people's craziness. And actually, everyone's crazy, so that means I can love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why not? Thanks for listening. Yes, thank you for listening. <laughs> if you like the podcast. Go to grandpodcast.com. Have a look in the notes for our links. We put all that down and that's in grandpodcast.com slash library. You can email us, email us, hello at grandpodcast.com. You can uh, find us on Twitter and Instagram, find all those links on the website and in the notes. Where can people find you, Ivanka? You can find me at Ivanka on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at michaelforestmusic.com. Um, can people do anything to help us if they want? What would be really, really nice would be if you would tell your friends, uh, maybe even subscribe them on their phone, just, you know, so it's there. So it's a beautiful gift, yeah. <laughs> a pleasant surprise. Perhaps choose your favourite episode maybe and share it with them. Uh, you or can... just send them to the first one because I think it's quite a good one for listening to in linear order as well. Yeah, you can. Uh, it helps you maybe understand some of the context of, of us and why we think the way we do. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, write us some reviews on iTunes. That's also nice because then iTunes might favour us more and tell more people about us because, you know, we have to keep that robots happy. Yes, Apple Podcasts. Um, all right, and also check out my app, Just Calories, to search for that on the uh, App Store. iOS only, I'm afraid. But uh, um, And, uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. bye. bye.